or an encouragement at the very least for some of you here. It's from Joel 2, starting at about verse 20. It says, Surely the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, my people. Be glad now and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. I love this. Don't be afraid, my people. Be, be glad now and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field, for the wilderness pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with fruit. The fig trees and grapevines will be loaded down once more. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For the rain He sends demonstrates His faithfulness. Some of you need to know that as a promise tonight. For the rain He is sending will demonstrate His faithfulness in your life. Once more the autumn rains will come as well as the rains of spring. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain. And the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. New things. And I love this, verse 25, you might know this scripture. The Lord says, I will give back what you lost to the swarming locusts, to the hopping locusts, to the stripping locusts and the cutting locusts. I will give back what you lost. And I just want to um, pray just in this moment that God would restore to you the things that have been taken away. You know, I was reading in my devotional this week and Spurgeon said this great thing and he says, um, in the kingdom of God, the things that you lose are not a loss. And it can seem a bit like, how does that make sense, God? But the things that he allows to be removed are not a loss and they might appear at a loss when they happen. But in the end, they appear as a gain. Because you know what? I was actually being set free. I was actually being removed or set apart from that thing that was holding me back. And so in the kingdom of God, things that might appear as a loss end up being in the end for our good and our benefit. And the the trouble is we don't see it when we're going through it. But we need to trust that our good, good Father knows what He's doing. So God, I just want to pray over everyone here tonight, especially those that feel like they're in a season of loss, where they've lost something, where something's been taken, where something's been either laid down, surrendered, or something's been taken from them. Pray that right now you would help them to trust you as a good, good Father. And know, Lord God, that you will restore, you will refresh. God, you will do what only you can do. And God, we won't be able to put words to describe it, the amazingness of how good you are. God, I thank you. I'm reminded of the story of Job tonight who lost so much, but in the end, God, he was given, Lord, more than he ever had before. The best days were still ahead of him. And God, I declare that over us tonight, that our best days are still ahead. Lord, our best days are still ahead in our finances, in our relationships, in our health. God, in our church, in our families, in our work, wherever it is that we tread our feet, God. We declare that our best days are still ahead because you are on the throne. And you are Lord and you are King. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Very good. You can take a seat. Thank you, team. So just give us a wave if you're one of the ones getting baptised tonight, just so we know where you are. We've got one, two, three. I think there's about four. I think there's five of us all up. And five, I see that as well. I have a neck. That's very cool. So you've got five awesome people who are going to get baptised a little bit later on tonight, which is very exciting. And um, I'm just going to share a, a, a word, basically a, a teaching on what water baptism is, what it signifies, what it means. Many of you here would already be baptised, and that's amazing. But I want you to reflect back on the time you were baptised. Who remembers when they were baptised? Josh told us about their time. I, um, I remember I, um, I grew up in a church in Coffs Harbour. 
and they used to do water baptisms in the creek down near the, uh, near the ocean, which was pretty cool. But I remember going as a teenager, about 13 at the time, and I went to the um, water baptism, and I, I rocked up, and to be honest, I thought it was weird. I was 13, I was like, here's all these people from church with a guitar down by the creek singing songs. I hope no one from school sees me because this is just this is just embarrassing. And I didn't want anything to do with it. And I didn't have anything to do with it. I was one of those, you know, kids, teenagers that just hung up the back and I was there because mum and dad made me be there. But then I remember a few years later we were having water baptisms again in a different creek but down by the ocean. And this time it was in um, Park Beach in Coffs Harbour. And I remember that this time I was getting baptised. Because this time I'd made a decision that I wanted to be baptised. And um, I've got a picture of it, I think. Look at that. Shaved head and all. There's my pastor in the red and then my youth pastor who's baptising me and then my dad standing there um, watching over it. And I remember that day because um, it was a significant day. I was a teenager and it was a decision that I'd made that day to be water baptised right there in that place. And I'd love to say... I'd love to say right now that I didn't care if anyone from school walked past, but that would be a lie because I was watching, making sure, you know what I mean? I, I had a desire and I had a conviction that I wanted to do it, but I still had some fear and I still had some little bit of, um, what's the right word, just self-aware of what people might think. But what was true that day was a desire to be baptised that was, and I let that become greater than my fear. So I had a decision that I wanted to be baptised and wanted to follow Jesus and I allowed that to be a bigger desire and a bigger conviction than any fear or worry I might have of what people thought or saw about me. Um, What was it like when you were baptised? I remember that every time we do a baptism in church and it's a nice warm temperature, the hardcore Christians come up and go, back in my day we weren't baptised in no stinking church. We were baptised in the middle of winter and it was snowing outside and we were hardcore. Well, guess what? If that was you, that's awesome, but it doesn't matter. Whether it was in the middle of winter, whether it was in the ocean, whether it was in the font, because it's about your heart and it's about what's going on inside. It's about a decision that you have made and you're declaring what baptism is all about. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine and um, he used to be a pastor in Texas, in America. And who's ever been to America? Yep, nothing is done on a small measure, is it? Everything's done large, especially if you're in Texas. And he was doing these water baptisms in this big church, thousands of people. And the first water baptism he ever did as a pastor, he put this lady into the water. She went in and she came up, but her hair remained baptized. So she had new life, but her hair was still in the old life. And he just froze. And the, word, the best thing is the person he was doing the baptism with didn't see that the hairpiece had fallen off and stayed. In, and he actually thought there was an animal in the pool and he screamed. <laughs> and so everyone else that was baptised that day not only got water but also got a little bit of hair thrown in for good measure. So anyone getting baptised tonight, just hold on to your hair where you go in and bring it back up out with you because... Um, that would be cool. There's a, a clip you need to, I, I, want, I forgot to get it tonight actually, but you need to Google it or have a look on YouTube. It's the pastor who thought he was a wrestler. Has anyone seen that? And instead of baptising him softly, he's back slamming him into the pool and bringing him back up again. It's the, it's the pastor that should have been a wrestler, but he um, chose the wrong future. But we won't be doing any of that, will we? No. Okay, let's get into it. I want to share some scriptures. Um, Jesus actually said... 
in some of his final instructions before he went to be with his father, he actually gave the disciples instructions around water baptism. And Matthew 28 says this, Jesus came and told his disciples, he said, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. In Matthew chapter 3, we read where Jesus was himself be baptized. And he said, no, this must happen. I must do this. He was baptized himself and he commanded the disciples to go and make disciples and to baptize them. And if you read the, the New Testament in particular, you'll see that when believers become a Christians, one of the first things that they did was make a decision to be water baptized. I'm reminded of the, um, the guy that's on the road with Philip and he's walking along and he's explaining to him what the scriptures mean and they come to life and all of a sudden he goes, I want to be saved and he becomes a Christian and then he goes, and there's a creek we're going past right now, let's stop the chariot and get in and get baptized right here and now. Because for the new church and the New Testament church, they believe that water baptism was an important step in their walk with God. So from the first days of the church up until now, many people have been making that decision to be baptized. Christians have been following this instruction and soon five amazing people tonight will be doing that. But what is it to be baptized? The Greek word is baptizo. Baptizi? I don't know how to say it. Baptizo. And it means to immerse. How many here have ever had to wash a jumper that was just really badly stained or soaked anything? Any of you? Yep, I see a few mums. I am um, in our soccer semi-final, which we lost this year. We played in pouring rain and in mud, and it was just like at the end of the game, we were from top to toe just covered in mud. And I remember the only way to get that that shirt clean was to soak it and immerse it fully. And this word baptism actually comes from the Greek word, and it, what it was for them was when they would dye a garment. So if they wanted to change the colour of a garment, they would have to immerse it fully in the water, not just a sprinkle, not just put the hose on it, but let it soak in the water. And then that was the word that they used to associate with water baptism. So it was a going under, a, a physical thing of putting it under. Um, what did I write here? It's not just a physical act of going under the water and coming up again, though. It's much more than that. The baptismal act is an outward declaration of what God does for us when we become Christians. Outward expression of something that has happened in our hearts when we've chosen to follow Jesus. It signifies that through faith in Jesus, we are united with what Jesus did for us when he died and he rose again. We're going to read two key scriptures tonight, which I'm going to refer back to over the next 10 minutes or so. They just really explain this, um, what it is to be water baptized. So Romans 6, starting about verse 3. Have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined with him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. We sung about that. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God 
through Christ Jesus. All of that started off with that thing. Have you forgotten that we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism? So when you were baptized, you were joining with Christ in his death and in his resurrection and everything that that means. Colossians 2 puts it this way. You were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So you are united with Jesus and what he did when you were baptized. The baptism involves two components. There is the submersion going under the water and then the emergence where you come back up out of the water. And they're the two things I'm going to quickly look at tonight. And I encourage you that if you've already been water baptized, I said this this morning, I don't know what you, if you knew everything. I didn't know if you had a theological degree in water baptism when you were water baptized. You might not have known the true significance of it, but this is what you did as a Christian out of obedience. And I hope that you get a little bit of a greater understanding of what the decision was like that you did when you were baptized. So submersion, going under the water signifies that we are joined with Christ in his death. Romans said, when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his death, for we died and were buried with Christ. In Colossians, you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. So the going under the water is the death, the burial, the, the dying to self. And it has two ramifications. Number one, it signifies that our old self has died. It signifies that we are no longer the person we were before Jesus Christ came into our life. It signifies that that person is gone, dead, and buried. Romans says, We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives, but we are no longer slaves to sin. So baptism signifies that we are dead to sin, we are dead to its control over our lives, and baptism is the dead, death of that old self. Isn't that right? When you go under the water, it's saying, Yes, I am dead to that old life. It is done, it is buried, and it is it is finished. But being united with Christ in his death also means that death has lost its power over us. So not only are we dead to our sin, but we're deaf to the power of death. So this means that our future physical death will not have the same meaning for us that it would have if Christ had not died for our death. Since we have died with Christ and he died our death for us, our death will not be the horrible thing it would have been. Now funerals are not a nice place to be, are they? Funerals are not something that you look forward to or you enjoy going to. But when you go to a funeral of someone that you know who loves Jesus and follow Jesus, there is an amazing sense of hope and peace at those funerals. Yes, there is grief. Yes, there is loss. Yes, there is sadness. But there is an underwhelming thing that says, you know what? That person has died to death and death no longer has any power over them because now they are reunited with Christ in heaven. So there is an amazing peace and there's an amazing comfort that comes to those that have done that. Death becomes no longer the final thing. We now have an eternal hope, a hope that doesn't disappoint. And it's sad, yes, I said, but it is not the final say. For someone who has not decided to follow God, death is the final say. But for someone whose hope is in Jesus Christ, death is not the final word any longer. Romans says this, death no longer has any power over him. And if death has no power over Jesus and we are reunited with Jesus, then therefore death has no power over us. Because that's what baptism signifies. Baptism is the death of the power of death over our lives. 
Submersion signifies that just like Christ, we have died. It's just like a burial. It's like going under. I love um, John Piper says this. Let me read you this quote. Romans 6 verse 3 says that we are baptized into Christ and into his death. I take it to mean that baptism expresses the faith in which we experience union with Christ. This is presumably why God designed the mode of baptism to portray a burial. It represents the death that we experience when we are united to Christ. This is why we are immersed. It is a symbolic burial. So know, believer, that you have died. The old, unbelieving, rebellious I has been crucified with Christ. This is what your baptism meant, and this is what baptism means. So baptism is firstly a burial. Burial to the old self and burial to the power of death and sin over your life. But how many know it would be a terrible baptism if we held them underwater and didn't bring them back up again? It would be a very bad, it would be the last baptism you ever get to do. Because baptism has two parts. They go under the water and they come back up again. And the re-emergence, the emergence signifies that we have come back from under the water just like Christ rose from the grave. After three days, he rose from the grave. Romans says this, We died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we've been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Colossians says it as well. Nobody stays under the water. We rise like Jesus did. The instant the old us dies, a new person is born. Out from the water emerges a new person. I've heard it said in life that you can't step into the new until you let go of the old. And it's the same with a job. It's the same with a relationship. It's the same with a new season in your life. You can't step into the new until you let go of the old. And so the first part of baptism is letting go of the old. It's bearing the old. But the second part is accepting the new, is beginning the new. It's a signify, signifying that you are a new person. 2 Corinthians 5, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. You are changed forever. That means the old ways of doing things and the old ways of thinking have been replaced with a new life, a new way to live, the way Jesus modelled to us. Let me read you an, another um, John Piper quote. Baptism portrays what happened to us when we became Christians. This is what happened to us. We were united to Christ. His death became our death. We died with him and in that same instant his life became our life. We are now living out the life of Christ in us. And all this is experienced through faith. You know, I think the faith component of baptism is something that we need to never forget of. Because the faith is saying, I'm believing that by doing this, I'm being united with Christ in it. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, that, um, that it's just a ritual. Or it's just something I'm doing because that's what they said to do at church. But I'm believing in the power and the significance in it. Do you know in, um, in India, which is where I was born and my parents were missionaries, but when someone is water baptised, that's when the community take notice. Many of them make a decision in church and they say, I'm now a believer, or I'm now a follower. But it's at the moment of water baptism that really all hell starts to break loose for them 
for their families and for the different things because it's like the point of no return. It's like the water baptism for them is such a significant thing. It's like, yeah, I am now marked. It is finished. There is no turning back. In fact, that song that we sing in church sometimes, No Turning Back, was written by an Indian person who made that decision to follow Jesus. And no matter what the cost, no matter what the price, and because for someone like that in a country like that, they can be discommunicated from family, work, school, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So for them, water baptism is a big deal. And I think for us, water baptism should be a big deal as well because it's like we're putting a stake in the ground and we're saying the old life is done and the new life has begun. It is not just a decision I've made out of emotion, but it is something that I have decided with my life to follow Jesus. That's what you are doing when you step in to that pool of baptism. When I was baptized, though, I didn't know hardly any of that. I did it out of obedience. I was in church and I remember... Um, making a decision to follow Jesus at a youth camp, not just going to church anymore because mum and dad said I had to go, but going because I wanted to go. And I remember when they said we're doing water baptisms and I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me and say, you know what, that's your next step, Lottie. So I did it out of obedience, out of just saying, God, I want to follow you and therefore I want to be baptised. I didn't think a lot about, now this signifies baptizo, which means full immersion under the water. I didn't think much about that. But I knew that as a follower of Jesus, I wanted to mark my life as his follower. And that's why I did it. And over the years, and even in preparing a message like tonight, I've learned to discover and, and know the, the um, power of that decision when I was a teenager. And so tonight, my prayer for you is this, that you would know the power of water baptism. You would know the significance of what you have already done or what these people are about to do. And if you're sitting here and you're a Christian and you're a follower of Jesus and you've never been water baptized, my prayer is tonight that God would speak to you about when your water baptism will be, about when you will make that decision to go into the waters of baptism and say, yeah, I want to, I want to make that mark. I want to mark myself as a follower of Jesus Christ. My prayer is today we would have a greater understanding, a greater revelation of what Christ has done. You know, as we finish... It's important, it's really important. The Bible makes it clear that being baptised, the act of baptism is not what saves us. You know, I just need to get that clear. It's faith in Jesus Christ. It's believing that he is the Son of God, believing that he died and rose again. That's what saves us. That's what gives us the gift of eternal life. But water baptism is a mark to say, yeah, I've made that decision. Yes, that's me. I can be identified as one of them. That's who I am. So my final scripture tonight is Romans 10. The um, band want to make their way back up. They can. Romans 10, 9, and then verse 13. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Verse 13, which I love. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Tonight, in a moment, we're going to witness um, some amazing people being baptized. But if you're here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, you've never made a decision to invite him into your heart, can I encourage you tonight to come and talk to one of us, talk to myself, talk to one of the team, maybe the person that brought you. At, at no stage tonight is it too late for you to say, hey, you know what, I want in on that. 
I want to know what it is to know Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Maybe you're here to witness a friend or a family member being water baptised. Can I encourage you that maybe you're here for a bigger reason than that, and that is to get your life connected with Jesus Christ. There's an opportunity for you tonight to do that. While we're singing at the end of the service, feel free to come and speak to one of our team. We would love to do that. What I'm going to ask us to do now, this is what's going to happen. We're going to, in a moment, we're going to stand and sing. The, team, the guys that are being baptised can go um, get changed if they need to get changed and get ready. When they come back after that song that we've sung, we're each going to baptise them and they're each going to tell us why they're being baptised today. I think it's a great thing for them to declare and confess out of their own mouth and their own words their reason for being water baptised today. And then we're going to um, witness and be part of their water baptism as well. And if you're here tonight and you are a Christian, you've never made a decision that you want to be water baptised, like Josh said at the beginning of the night, it's not too late. You go in your clothes, it's all good, we've got towels for you. It's raining outside anyway, so it doesn't matter, you're going to get wet. <laughs> you know the last few times we've done water baptisms, it's poured down rain on those days. So it's just, it's God's saying it doesn't matter, you're going to get wet anyway. So um, what we might do is stand. You know, it's a bold thing to come to church not planning to get water baptised, but to walk away from church baptised because you obeyed the voice of God. So we want to give you an opportunity to do that. So Mel, you're going to lead us in a song. you got one song, guys, to get changed and get ready, and um, we'll see you back in here and we'll love to water baptise you. Let's all sing together, guys.
that are being baptized to come and, and stand across the front together if you can. And um, yeah, let's give them a hand as they come and stand over here. Very good. And each of them um, are going, I'm going to give them the microphone in a minute and they're going to say why they're being baptized today before they go in the water. They've each asked for, um, for different people to be with them or to baptize them. And that's great. So um, Matthew. Apparently you're going first. You want to come in over here and tell us why you're being baptised today? I just want to make a commitment um, to God and have a clean slate and um, mark it as a new beginning. That's great. It is a new beginning. So why don't you make your way over there and those that are, who is coming, who's doing this one? You, Dan, and Matt. Uh, I'll chuck the microphone 
God saying that this is this is your time. This is your time to make your commitment. It's a time to get your heart at one with Christ, at one with what He wants for you, and to align your path, your will, with what He's got for your life, for your life. And this wipes the slate clean, mate. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. Doesn't matter what happened in the past, you are forgiven. And I want you to take that. I want you to take that down with you under that water. And when you come up, I want you to know that it is all in the past. It is left in that water, in that burial with Christ. When he comes up, when he rises, all those sins, all my sins, Maddie's sins, everyone here, they're forgiven. So I'm going to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Your love so deep is washing over me. Your face is all I just on it like I'm just so blessed to be part of your life man and you've dug deep mate like irrespective of what anyone else thinks in this world you have just got what it takes and you're called man Jesus has called you you haven't chosen him mate he has chosen you and you're a mighty man of God come on Woo! hallelujah so thank you for that thank you Jesus for Matt's public declaration Lord we just honor this moment right now in the name of Jesus Hallelujah, Lord. All things are gone, been made new right now in the name of the Lord. We thank you for moving forward. Don't look back, Matt. Just keep looking forward, bro. God's got great things for me, man. Amen. Very good. Brendan, is it? I'm Lottie. We've never met. Nice to meet you. You want to um, tell us why you're getting baptized today? Oh, so I can become a better person for my family, for myself, and yeah, take the next, take the next step in my life, really. Fantastic. Well, why don't you make your way over towards the pool, and um, who's coming with you, Brendan? We've got Maddie. So today, Brendan, today is really about, um, it's not about earning anything. It's not about um, being good for God. It is about receiving and acknowledging what God has done for you. That God has died. He sent his son to die. He died, but he rose again. And today, as we're about to baptize you, you are being united with that. So you can claim that same power, that same authority that Jesus had when he rose from the grave will now live within you as a follower of Jesus Christ. So in a moment, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And my prayer for you today is that you would rise out of that water as a new man marked by God, a follower of Jesus Christ.
open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do and say in your life in every aspect of your being. Is that cool? All right. Your love so deep is washing over me. Your face is all I see. You are my everything. Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry to know you all my life. Pretty much my only prayer is that you'll finally be able to see what everyone else sees and that's your beautiful human and your your potential is just crazy and I just can't wait for you to be able to see it. Amen. Very good. Who's next? You're going next? Christine. And we've got Liam and Tammy are going to come and be part of your day. But why don't you tell us why you're being baptised today? I was baptised when I was a baby. I didn't have a choice in that. Then 12 years ago, I got baptised, water baptised again. But I did that to please people, not to please me. But this morning, God told me, it's time, girl. It's time, girl. So today's the day. Fantastic. Well, why don't you make your way around? Thank you that um, we can come and baptize in your name. And just thank you that uh, Christine has come to make this decision today. I thank you that it's a brand new, fresh start for her. And we just baptize you right now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. is made whole in your heart it's the anchor in the sand when you're in the storm because he's made his promise with you and he's placed it within his heart holy spirit just come and rest upon her right now and fill her afresh with your glory i thank you father that you give us the gift of your holy spirit so we know you're real and he's the down payment of the inheritance to come and i just thank you for the promises that you give and I thank you that when we're born of the water and the spirit, that he says we'll see your kingdom. So open your eyes to see anew and fresh in his kingdom in Jesus' mighty name.
Great. Karen, you're going to tell us why you're being baptised today. Um, I just want to get baptised today to, just as a sign that I've said bye to the old life and I have a new life with Jesus and I want to follow in his footsteps. Awesome. Fantastic. Why don't you make your way over? I think uh, Chase and Anita are coming for this one. So excited for you, my friend Karen. Thank you for this opportunity to baptise you. It's such an honour and a privilege. And I'm just excited about the season ahead, the chapter ahead. I just feel like God wants you to know that there has been some chapters, but the page is turning and it's a new chapter and he is authoring your future and he has amazing plans for your future, amazing plans to prosper you, give you a future and a hope. I'm looking forward to your next season. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we baptise you. Your face is all I see. You are my everything. Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear I would my love to pray. Karen, if God was standing right before you and he's in the pool with you, but he would say to you, he's so proud of you right now. Just see God smiling over you. And I, I want to re affirm the words that God's already spoken to you that you are in good hands you're in a good place right now this is a great thing you've done on this journey and God has got great things in store for you so I just want to pray and prophesy over you now that your future is going to be filled with miracles God's going to use you in a powerful way he's going to activate gifts in your life he's going to use you to reach people that nobody else can reach He's going to show you things that he's not shown anybody else. He's going to take you on an amazing journey. Thank you for this declaration right now. And thank you for smiling, God, on Karen's life. Thank you for blessings that are going to follow her. And thank you. This is the start of the rest of her life, walking with you, Jesus, in a closer, more intimate way. Thank you that the old Karen is left in the water. And you're a new creation in Jesus' name. Amen. Last one tonight is Abernack, and he's going to get his mum to help him with saying. We're going to say together why he's getting baptised today. Why are, we get, why, are we, why are you getting baptised? Because the Holy Spirit came to me and said, it's time. It is time, which is awesome. So why don't you make your way over? We've got mum and dad are going to do this one.
Arbonet. It's my great honour and privilege. I'm going to cry. There's not many more greater honours that you get than to baptise your own son. It's a good thing you've chosen to do today. God has chosen you. He's watched over you since the day you were born, even before you were born. And he's smiling over you right now. It's a good thing you're deciding to do. So, Mum and I are going to baptise you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can I pray for you? Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry to know you all my life. Jesus, I thank you for beautiful Arbonette, God. I thank you that you do smile upon him. God, I thank you that you've known him from the day he was formed in his mother's womb and that you chose him and that you called him your own. You've taken care of him every day of his life. You've been there and that you put him in our family as our boy. We are so truly thankful, God, that he is adopted in our family and we are all adopted in your family, God. We are so thankful. So, God, today I thank you that the old has passed away and everything has been made new in his life. All the hurt, everything that has been lost is restored to him. Thank you, God, for the call that you have on his life. And God, we agree with your plans and your purposes over every day of his life. We call him blessed. Amen. Love so deep is washing over me. Your face is all I see. You are my everything. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. We're going to um, keep praying for those that have been baptized today, but um, just while we are in this atmosphere of worship and people surrendering their life to Jesus. Um, just going to do a few things. We're going to, if anyone wants prayer, we do have a ministry team that would love to pray with you. We actually felt a few things. The first thing is maybe you're here and you would like to get prayed for a baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, we've talked about baptism in water tonight, but there is also, the Bible teaches about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you've never experienced that, we've got a team that would love to pray with you in that. We've also had a few words of knowledge just for, for healing for different things. I'll read them out to you. So it's for anyone here that's got a restriction in breathing, in their pain, in their chest, uh, a lower back with a pinched nerve on the right side, both shoulders, pain in the upper part of the spine or tension in the neck and also a right ankle. So we're going to have a team that will pray for you for any of those things or for anything else that you'd like prayer for. So um, we might sing, Mel, one song, one final song. And um, I'll get everyone to stand. After this song finishes, we will be officially finished and you're free to go. Thank you for coming tonight, being part of it. But like I said, if you'd like to stay and get prayed for, 
baptism of the Holy Spirit, maybe some of those words of knowledge, or maybe there's just something you'd like to have others come and pray with you about and agree together, then our team would love to pray with you as well. So let's go out with a song. Let's worship our God and um, just seal this night and what all that God has done in the, in the lives of so many people. So thanks, Mel. Standing here in your presence, in a grace so relentless, I am one by perfect love. Wrapped within the arms of heaven, in a peace that lasts forever, sinking deep in mercy. See, I'm one. Drawing close, stood by grace, and all my heart is yours. Oh, fear removed, I breathe you in, I lean into your love. Lift my head to see your glory. 